0: The Woodside Church podcast. Good morning. Good morning. God is good. All the time. Are you sure about that? Let us say again God is good. All the time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So before I start, I thank God for this opportunity He has given me to share the Word of God. And also thank my elders who has given me trusting in me and allowing me to share and continue the series on the Book of Samuel. <clears throat> and I want to thank everyone who prayed for me. I don't know, most of you know that I rushed to India as you know to be with my family as I lost my brother in law suddenly. So I come to know it was a heart attack. He was young, fifty-nine plus and it was a shock to all of family, but thank you very much for praying for me and my family and my travel. I'm here with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. We had a wonderful three weeks. I missed two of them because I had rushed to India. We had wonderful characteristics from the Bible. One is Philip, one is Ananias and Caleb. I missed two. I'll catch them a bit later. <laughs> Praise God. So we are going to continue our series on 1 Samuel. So today I'm going to tell a story. You have to bear with me. It may be a bit boring because you know this story since you may be three, four years old. <laughs> yeah. So this is a story of David and Goliath. Hallelujah. So we all know this story. And then let me take this opportunity to go back to my Sunday school and uh, tell a story. Yeah? So here we see, after David has been anointed as a boy to be a king over Israel, that will be taught a bit later in this series. And after that, there comes a challenge where uh, Philistines and Israelites are you know, facing each other So, Palestinians at the one mountain, and the Israelites another mountain. There's a valley in between. So, there comes a giant Goliath, a Palestinian champion from Gath, came out of the Palestinian ranks to face the forces of Israel. So, we'll come back to his strength and things like that in my points. Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites, "Why are you all coming out to fight?" He called. I am the Philistine champion, but you are only the servant of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the whole Israelites heard about this they were terrified looking at him and deeply shaken this is a story we all know then comes <clears throat> David in the picture so Jesse David's father you know he will tell David go to your brothers take this food some food for them and for their captain and then go and see and then uh, tell me bring the report back to me because the forty days Every morning and every evening, the Philistine, this champion, you know, in front of Israelite's army, is shouting and taunting them. And as Jesse told, take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these ten cuts of cheese to their captain. And see how your brothers are getting getting along and bring back a report, how they are doing. And David left in the morning. You know, he handed over the sheep to some other shepherd and then he left early in the morning as instructed by his father. You he know, arrives of the camp and just as the Israelites were living for the battlefield and with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelites and the Palestinian forces stood together face to face from one mountain to other mountain and then again... David just rushed into them and then, you know, he told that person who is there with him to take care of this food and then he went into the camp. David left the things there and then went. As he was meeting the ranks and greeting his brothers, he was just talking with them. Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out as usual and then he started to shout again. As soon as the Israel's army saw him, They began to run away. Every morning they come, as soon as they see him morning and evening, they run away for their life. They are afraid and they are deeply shaken. I jump now. And then David walked and then asked, Who is this man who is defying God's army, God's people? And then he was asking, what is the reward? I'm not going to talk about the reward here. But what is the reward? Some people said to him, oh, the king will give his daughter in marriage. And then he will cancel. He will not take, the family who kills this giant will not be paying any tax. They will be exempt. I'll take the second one. Exempt from every tax. And then he went to other people and started to ask same question, that they answered the same thing. And finally, this question went and people took David to Saul. And then when he, when he met Saul, the king, who is tall as well, don't worry about this. No, he, David spoke to Saul and said, don't worry about this Philistine. I will go and fight him. Then Saul said, don't be ridiculous there is no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win you are only a boy and he's been a man of war since his youth and david persisted and then explaining his exp- you know he was telling his experience how when he was taking care of the sheep that No, when the lions or the bear came, how he chased. When they come to steal a lamb, how he chased, and then when they turned back, how he tore them together. No part made them part. The same God will rescue me, and I can take this Philistine as well. Hallelujah! I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. No, the same story. I will go. I will do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has. Defy the armies of living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. And Saul gave the permission. And then he said, wait, wait, wait. I'll give the permission. You go. You fight against. But wear my armor. So he gave his armor to put on and then here he comes, you no? Know, he is given a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped with a sword over it and took a step and two to see how it was like putting on somebody else's armor. i am come to that one of the points to discuss today. Please pray for the clock to stop, okay? <laughs> and then he, he couldn't bear the weight of it. He said, no, 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 I will go in my usual way. I'm not used to this type of things. So David took them off and then he picked five stones and in sling, he went and met with this Philistine Goliath face to face. Goliath came, approached him and then David approached, both together exchanged the words. And then when Goliath seen David, he said that, you know, he said uh, Am I a donkey? Am I a dog? No, not donkey. Am I a dog? You come with a stick? Goliath walked towards you know, him and then said, David replied to the Philistines you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut you, cut off your head, and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Hallelujah. And then he fights and he kills with one stone. The Goliath will fall face down, and the whole Israel will rejoice and then chase all the Philistines, and then they'll shout a victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. I finished very quickly. What? Wow. that's the story i always been praying lord help me to finish the story quickly so that i can go into my points <laughs> actually my title you know <clears throat> it's uh, many christians fight just to fight but they are not fighting to win fight to win how did david won over goliath you heard the story now how did david won over goliath The normal answer to this question is, using his sling and stones, that is how David killed Goliath. Partially it is true. But behind this truth, there's deeper reasons of David's triumph against Goliath. And from this reason, we can also derive principles that we can apply when it comes to the battle that we encounter daily in our lives. Battle that we need breakthrough. So I would like to read the, the David's battle cry against the enemies. I will be reading this one many times because that is what I just read. Yeah? David replied to Philistines, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. I come to you in the name of the Lord. So there are three reasons I would like to share from David's victory against Goliath three things i wanted to share number 1 david faced goliath david fought goliath and david finished goliath very simple faced fought and finished god spoke to me very you know interestingly from this the last point finished so I'm going to talk. Number one, David faced Goliath. So David, conference, challenge, and deal with that Goliath. And then we, let us talk about this Goliath, the giant. You know, 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 17, 1, sorry, 17, 4 to 7. Then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. He wore a bronze helmet and his bronze coat of mail weighed 125 pounds. He also wore bronze leg armor and he carried a bronze javelin on his shoulder. The shaft of his spear was as heavy and thick as a weaver's beam. Has anybody seen weaver's beam? I have, yeah, because... Where I come from, you know, the lot of weavers were there. And tipped with an iron sped head and that weighed 15 pounds. I don't think I can able even to carry. I'll be able to put everything and sit along with that. <laughs> His armor-bearer walked ahead of him and carrying a shield. Not to mention that Goliath always shouted towards the Israelites and defy God he is some kind of using manipulations and intimidation that even Saul, the champion, the king of Israel, with the Israelites' people, trembled in fear and deeply shaken whenever they hear him. In the midst of Saul and Israel's fear of facing Goliath, here comes David, stands out to face him so here if you see when the soldiers of israel saw goliath then they start to think themselves he's so big that we can we can never kill him he's so big he is like a giant he's so big we can never kill him when david saw goliath he thought to himself he's so big that i never miss him i can't miss him I don't, need to, I don't need to look for that, you know, the aim, you know, that circle, circle, point, what is that called? Target. Yeah. So you cannot aim things. He can see the target is so big. And then so, so he said, I cannot miss it. Trying to avoid Golath is not the solution because he never He He's always there, keep on calling and their fear is getting bigger and bigger all the more. They were there like 40 days, Bible says in that 16th verse, First Samuel 17, chapter 16th verse, 40 days the Pelicans came forward, every morning and every evening and took their stand. So when David was there in that situation, there were many voices. About yourself, he himself heard the many voices saying that you are not qualified. His brother, when he saw talking to people there, and then he's he's a bit angry towards David and said that you are not qualified. What are you doing here? Go back to your sheep. Why did you leave them? Go back. You are not qualified. There is a voice to put you down. You are not qualified. You are not trained to be doing this one. This is my experience. Not here. Praise God. I love this church. Yeah, because of this church, I'm able to stand here and go abroad. And uh, now it's happening so many things. Thank God for this church who loved me and then taken care of me. This is 23rd year now. I'm not going to stop. The Lord is with me as he is with us in this church. Hallelujah. Praise God. So where I am, I, I disconnected now. So many voices, people put you down. No, you are not qualified. You are not speaking. You are not that language speaking person. There is a voice. And then Saul himself is saying that you are a little boy. Ridiculous. You are going to fight against this big giant. No way. There is one more voice. About the situation. People are talking about the situation. They have been whispering themselves and they are not able to face them. But they are talking about this challenge is too big. It is impossible. Many times we will face such things in our lives as well. And then David took stand and told Saul, I will go and fight him. Many times I heard people testifying. Of course, God has touched them, healed them, saved them, and then changed their life, they transformed. But they magnify Goliath so much. Their past life is about 25 minutes. Their past life, they were like this, they were like this, this. They magnify so big about the Goliath or the, or the past life, when it comes to Jesus who touched their life, who saved their life, the mighty God of their you only two minutes for him. He doesn't worry, you know. That's why you don't need to worry the magnitude, the size of the mountain you are facing. Your God is capable of destroying that mountain. Like how David trusted God, he said that I will go and fight him because he knew how God rescued him. He knew how God can work him. His risk factor is God Almighty. Hallelujah. So David faced Goliath. So now today, what are you finding hard to face? There are many goliaths and challenges and situations before you. Whose voice are you being influenced by? There are so many voices it will tell. Go left, go right, don't go, don't, no stop. All things will come when you are having a challenge before you. Then when there is a mountain before you, there is hundreds of voices whose voice you are following. Which voice is influencing you to take the direction? David took the right. He chose the right voice, the right influence, and then he moved towards this Philistine giant. It is important to overcome fear before even facing the giant. I repeat, it is important to overcome fear, negative voices in your mind. Otherwise, David would not come with the lunchbox, as his father told. Looked at the situation, oh my God, nothing to do with me, let me go back. Brothers, take this food, eat well, fight well. Uh, if you are alive, we'll see you again, otherwise goodbye. <laughs> he would have gone and then he would have taken his life out and then, fine. But David didn't do that one. He stood there. Who is this man who is defying? The God of Israel. He stood the stand. What is your biggest fear in your life right now that never disappear? It's getting worse all the more every day as you continue to avoid and hide from it. The first step to overcome it victoriously, is to face it. You need to face it. Just what David did to Goliath. We need to face the problem. We cannot run away from the problem. We cannot just talk about the problem. We need to face it. When Jesus asked disciples to feed more than 5,000 people, he asked disciples, what are you going to do with these people? They said, send them away. Easy option. Send them away. But Jesus was teaching them, no, you face it, you feed them. You feed them. We need to face it. Take that challenge and then feed them. That's what Jesus was teaching the disciples. Face it. Not facing, it will not make any good or progress. Running away, talking is not going to help us at all. Instead, it will become more and more, bigger and bigger every day, except you face it and stand before your Goliath. Hallelujah. Number two, the first one is to face Goliath. Number two, second thing I would like to share from David's victory against Goliath is David fought Goliath. 2 Samuel 17, 45 again. I'm going to keep reading this verse because that is the main verse for me where he says, I come to you in the name of the Lord. David did not just face Goliath, but he fights Goliath. He fights Goliath with a battle cry, trusting God. Actually, Saul and the Israelites also facing Goliath, if you read the uh, first few verses of the 17th chapter. But it only stops there. Every day, they, every day they just stand face to face with their enemies, talking about him. They just talk over their enemy, but without any progress, because they are afraid to face them, to fight them. But David not just faced Goliath, but he fights Goliath. He said, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. While Goliath taking his advance against them, against Goliath. David also taking the advance against Goliath. As a Philistine you know, came close, you can see that he said, am I a dog? David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. His strength, David's strength was his confidence in God. His confidence totally was in God. Today, beautifully, the contribution, Sharon came and said, what an incredible God we have. Our brains cannot imagine how powerful, how mighty... How sovereign he is. He is El Shaddai. All sufficient, all powerful God. Where we cannot even think and imagine how big he is. Hallelujah. Martin brought, you know, the song. Through the storms, he is the Lord. Through the storms, he is Lord. Our hope is in him. Our hope should be in him. Nothing else. Hallelujah. So that's exactly what David did. He used his usual tools. I can't see there. He used his usual tools. He tried to, you know, imitate wearing the armor of somebody. I've seen, you know, even in the Bible it says, you know, the enemy, the enemy, the, the Satan told people who, Pretended to be Paul, like how Paul did. They did the same thing. The Satan came to them and said, "That we know Jesus, we know Paul. Who are you?" So they chased them. The Satan chased them because they tried to pretend without having the relationship with God, without knowing the might, the mighty, the power of God. They tried to just imitate. Looking at somebody, let us not do that one. Let us have the real connection with our Lord God Almighty. Let us have that fellowship with him daily, daily in and out, having making ourselves available for him, taking some time and talking to him, listening from him. That is the most important thing in our life, so that we can stand against any Goliath in our lives. We don't need to pretend. Where is your strength? Some of some applications. Where is your strength? It's important to win the battle of the mind first. We need to win that battle in the mind. We need to set our mind. We need to understand who God is. Don't try to fight in someone else's armor. That's why Paul said, Romans 12, 1, 2, he said that, Do not conform to the pattern of this world. Transform by renewing your mind, by knowing the will of God, which is good, pleasing. Hallelujah and perfect. So let us transform our mind. Let us transform by renewing our mind. Let us not confront to the the patterns of this world. This world will show you so many things, but it is failure. We have something supernatural Something from God Almighty who has revealed to you and to me that I am that God, I am that I am. He is God Almighty. Let us transform. Always the world will say, you, you, you. When you look at you, like how Saul and the whole Israelites looked at them. Oh, we are not capable of fighting against this giant. We cannot kill him. We cannot win this people when they look at themselves. Yes, failure. If I look at myself, I'm a failure. I'm a total failure. But if I'm in the Lord, but God can do everything through me. But God is a factor. But God who saved me with his great mercy and with his great love who has saved me, he is my Lord. He is your God Almighty. Hallelujah. With my own strength, I'm a failure. With the strength of God, we can move the mountains. Hallelujah. Any Goliath can. We can kill any Goliath in front of us. But when you look at you, and the world will point out to you, saying that you, like this. You, yes, I am like that. But God who transformed me. But God who has changed me. But God is using me. But God can do everything in my life. Hallelujah. So that is what David did. But God. Hallelujah. Number three, David finished Goliath. Last one, David did not stop in facing and fighting his enemy, but he finished his enemy. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, and he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut. Of his head. David finished Goliath. He accomplished what he said. He said what? And he did the same thing with the help of God. And his victory influenced others. David accomplished what he said. And then his victory influenced others. When he killed Goliath and he took his head. All of the Israelites were running with the victory. Shouting and they went. Do you deal with issues completely? We should not only face fight, but we, we, we must finish whatever our Goliath is. It could be a sin in our life, habitual sin that keeps on coming, the wisest that we struggle with. Or an attitude that we need to change. Or a problem we are facing. Don't just face it. Don't just fight it. But finish it. Bring it to closure. Bring it to the cross of Christ. Who once for all finished everything for us. On the cross he said it is finished. So that we may live in freedom and in victory. Unforgiveness. We say that yes, something, somebody has hurt you, and then you said, Oh, I'll forgive you, but nothing to do with you. You faced it, you tried to fight, but you are not complete. You're not finished that one. There's still unforgiveness there in you, saying that I don't I don't do anything with you. Yes, I have forgiven, but I don't need to do anything with you. That means what you are having, that problem, you're not completed. You need to finish completely. Say that I'll forgive you. i love you. Whatever you need. If you want me to pray with you, come, let's pray. Release everything from you. And forgive from the bottom of your heart. Bottom of your heart. Because God said, love your neighbor as yourself. Love one another. That is a command from God Almighty. It is not an option. If you feel like forgiving, forgive others, don't worry. That's what God said. He said, it is a command. You must love one another. Full stop. There is no option for me. I must love whom I know. Whom I come in contact with. Because that is the command that God has given. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What is your Goliath in your life that makes you terrified? That makes you fear? That makes you deeply shaken? It is about time that you stand by facing, fighting, and finishing it with the battle of cry. With the faith through our Lord God Almighty. Through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So let us, let us face our giants. Let us fight and let us finish once for all. Because there are many things to do in our lives. There are many things God wants to deal with. I, I, last week, I was praying. There are two names which are coming to me, two names. The two names, I was, and then I discussed with Hudson as he was, I was working with him. Man, I'm getting these two names quite often. I'm praying for them. I don't know what, but I came today morning, I'm looking, only one person is here, another person is, I don't think he's here. Both names are Jonathan jonathan moore and jonathan waters i've been praying for them i don't know why i'm praying for them we have jonathan moore today i'll ask you to come brother i ask you to pray and then close this meeting please come i've been praying for the whole week for you and another jonathan may god bless you may god use you mightily let's stand as we pray
1: One of my notebooks at home. I don't know when I wrote it. I've got a single page across the middle of it. It says, Pray dangerous prayers. I want to pray on two levels this morning. The first is where that touches you personally. There's stuff that you are facing, maybe sins that you haven't conquered, situations that you're in where you need to fight and you need to see a victory. And then I want to pray for us as God's people who are in a world that intimidates and shouts us down and tries to force us back and force us into the churches. Stay in there, we don't like you. Don't come out and tell us your gospel. And the answer to both of those things, when the early church were being intimidated, they got together and they prayed, and they prayed for boldness and God poured out his spirit, the spirit that is not a spirit of fear, but is a spirit of power and of love and of self discipline or a sound mind, whichever way you translate that. So I'm going to pray this morning. If that's you, that you have that personally, and pray that first, and I'm going to pray for us. Father, we come to you, and I certainly do, as people who have struggles of people who often run away from things people whose courage fails us and we ask you for your courage for your anointing with power and with love and with self discipline to go and obey your word we ask for your spirit to indwell us so that we become righteous so that we drive out our sin, so that we hear you speak to us, so that we deal with the things in our lives that stand in front of us like mountains that need to be removed or giants that need to be killed. We know, Lord, that we cannot do it ourselves. And we see that every time we fail. And so we come to you and we ask in your mercy that you'll give us more of your spirit inside us. Mm. That you'll fill us with your strength and your determination and your love for those that we need to go and help. And that you will be the victor over those things that we struggle with. Father, I pray for all my brothers and sisters here who are struggling with something in their lives right now things that they've not been able to get past, things they've not been able to defeat, things they've not been able to stop doing, I pray that you will come in your spirit and you will enable them to do that this morning. You will break strongholds, as we heard about recently. Yes, you will make things right in people's hearts and in their lives and you'll give them the strength that comes only from you to yes, defeat Jesus. that. Father, I pray that some here and right now will feel you doing that and be aware that you are with them and that it's your arm that gives them the strength for that. Father, bless the children here that you, that you love so much by doing that for them, Father. And then, Father, I want to pray for us as your people, the custodians of your gospel, the people that you've said, go into the world, take my gospel into the world. Mm-hmm. Father, the world doesn't want it. The world stands against us. We only need to look in the media to feel frightened of saying what you say in your word. But Father, you are God. You are almighty. You have a plan. You see the end already that's coming. You are in charge of everything. And we just ask that you will fill us with your power and your courage and you'll give us the boldness not to stand in here where nobody can see who's not one of the church but to stand in our lives to stand out there in the public square and declare your gospel your love your law your power declare your son as the king of the world who is to be followed and obeyed Father, give us that boldness. Do it through an outpouring of your spirit of power and love and of sound mind. Father, just fill us all. Change us so that we are your people in this world. We are the light in the darkness. We're the city on the hill. And we're the love in the midst of all this chaos. Thank you for the word that's been brought this morning, Father. And we just pray that you will... Seal that into us in our hearts. Amen. Amen. You
0: have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.